on the video this is going to be my top six reasons why i will be playing final fantasy 16 and i'm not a final fantasy fan there was a huge amount of info and drop that came out about final fantasy 16 because the hands-on previews have dropped there's interviews there's tons of videos there's tons of info i'm going to break it down into six bullet points of all the things that i saw that i thought were really important and i'm going to put it at the beginning of this video so you don't have to go searching for it make sure and smash the like button to help the video find more people and hit subscribe if you want to be here for the conversations i am going to end the previous stream that was about the elden ring dlc and i'm going to bring people over from that that was the five things that i want from the elden ring dlc so if you're not aware final fantasy 16 is this really really anticipated title for the summer of this year 2023 it is coming out in june making june one of the biggest months this year alongside of diablo 4 and potentially starfield and final fantasy 16 is certainly a game that's drawing attention from people who are like oh my gosh i've never really played a final fantasy game before and now they want to i'm one of those people okay i am one of the people that has never really played a final fantasy game before and i think that this game looks absolutely fantastic so i want to walk through the six things that they have talked about in this game that really makes me want to check it out so the six things that i learned from all of the final fantasy 16 previews is number one not open world but it actually is kind of open world without all of the filler they have basically said that this is not an open world game what we're looking at right here is dungeon exploration and this became one of the focal points of some of the interviews recently about how it's not an open world and something that they said is it's still a very big world it's a very large space it's got huge things to do but there's not going to be these hidden dungeons these hidden pathways and that open world filler bloat that can frustrate people i think this is one of the reasons that they're sort of pushing back and saying this is not an open world game the final fantasy 16 director hiroshi takai said quote we didn't create any hidden dungeons or maps because we wanted players to focus more on the main scenario and not have this feeling that you have to go to this area and clear this area we wanted them to focus on this and we wanted to focus our development more on the main areas so we didn't go out of our way to create maps that didn't need to be visited you can sort of hear in this that they didn't want this open world with bloated things to do find and discover but they wanted a large world instead with intentionality woven into it oftentimes if you really look at some of the criticisms of open world and why people don't like it it is some of the things they said that they avoided those hidden things those tucked away pathways and dungeons now yoshida made sure to put everyone at ease though that if you think you're not going to have much to do if you think you're not going to have much to explore he had the following to say quote the one thing is that as you hear this answer and you're thinking oh there's not many places to explore he says there's a lot of areas you can explore so don't worry about that it is going to be a large game a big game so to me This sounds like a good evolution of open world. Instead of saying we need to build this big, huge area with expansive spaces to go and tucked away secrets, let's just make a large world with freedom to move around and explore and things to do, but those things will have intention behind them. So that's the number one, that's the first reason uh, that I really, I enjoyed seeing 
in their descriptions of this game from the Final Fantasy 16 gameplay previews that are out there. Number two, difficulty settings. A new take on difficulty settings. This is a hot discussion commonly. We just came from a From Software stream talking about Elden Ring and DLC and expansions. And difficulty settings are commonly debated. Difficulty settings alongside of accessibility settings are hotly debated in games, even more so with the popularity of Elden Ring. It's more commonly discussed. Just to be clear, folks should keep these categories separate. Accessibility has nothing to do with difficulty settings. Accessibility is about colorblind modes and motor function controller accessibilities for people that might not be able to move their hands or arms or maybe they are legally blind or colorblind. That's what accessibility is about. Accessibility has nothing to do with difficulty options. Difficulty options are not there to make things easier on somebody because they might be motor function impaired. Okay? Just be clear on those category separations. Now, according to thegamer.com, Final Fantasy 16 is ditching difficulty settings for two choices, story-focused and action-focused. Now, the PlayStation blog explained it this way, so I gotta, I gotta read a little bit here because I want you to understand what's going on. Behind these two's, uh, two options, there is, in fact, a singular experience with enemies just as ferocious in the story-focused mode as they are in the action-focused one, with the single difference that picking story-focused grants players access to particular set of accessories from the very start of their playthrough. What they're saying is the enemies in the world and the fights aren't going to be easier. It says the single difference is these accessories. Now, these accessories are kind of bonkers. I'll read the description of them here to you in just a moment. So what they're not doing is they're not making enemies weaker or slower or less aggro focused. It's still going to be just as difficult, but they're going to give you these accessories to make it significantly easier. This is how they're doing it. They're sort of attacking it from another way. And I actually think this is probably a level of developmental genius because instead of having to fine-tune every boss fight, every enemy batch, every enemy type, they say, no, we built a game, we're going to equip you to make certain things easier instead of having to fine-tune every single fight, aggro pattern, or health threshold. The first accessory will slow time, making perfect dodges easier. The second one will fully automate Torgol the Wolf, allowing him to sick, ravage, or automatically heal you whenever you are hurt. The third accessory will automatically use healing potions when your health is low, so whichever you use will depend on how you approach survivability. So there's your first three, right? You can slow time for perfect dodges. The Wolf can automatically attack, ravage, or automatically heal you. And then one that's just going to automatically use potions when your health is low. Now, the fourth and the fifth, uh, the fourth one, you'll automatically dodge incoming attacks. Like, you'll just kind of get out of the way when they come in. That's kind of like autopilot. The fifth and the final accessory is basically button mashing. You can do unleash a powerful amount of combos and abilities, and you just hit one button. You just mash the button. Okay, that's I can hand it to my kids, and they'll probably have fun with that, right? They just keep hitting the same button over and over again. So, now, those of you that want a greater challenge, do not worry. There is a higher difficulty setting that you can choose once you beat the game. It unlocks after you beat the game. It's called Final Fantasy, and this new Game Plus mode will increase the difficulty of enemies. It'll change their placement and even totally mix up battles to feel fresh and exciting. So, their take on New Game Plus is... This is where it gets harder. This is where it gets different. 
while I'm reading through these guys, that's the first two reasons that I really want to play through Final Fantasy 16. Do me a favor, almost 300 of you came over from the first stream. Smash that like button if you're enjoying the show. It will help this video find more folks. The third reason that I was really impressed by the Final Fantasy 16 gameplay info and the previews is the combat and the boss fights. I've shown you a lot of combat today. This is a dungeon exploration and boss fight from Game Informer and this has really convinced me that this is a game that I think I will enjoy. This is the category that had my attention since the very first trailer as a non-Final Fantasy fan. Right? I was struck by the size and the scope of the fights, the cinematic nature to the fights, the animations. It looks insane, right? Games Radar describes the game in their preview as approachable action with spectacular cinematic boss fights. So they're saying, listen, the action's approachable, but the boss fights are spectacular. They're cinematic, right? They're, they're really, really enjoying it. Now, they describe one of the boss fights by saying uh, this this person named Garuda that you're fighting. They say the impressive size of Garuda and the flow of action completely absorbed my attention. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. I just came from an Elden Ring stream where I pronounce the names of all the characters wrong. It's just something that I don't think I'm alone in, right? Now, I want you to listen to the way that they describe the fight. They say, just when I think the battle's winding down, everything shifts in a big way. After trading enough blows, a scene plays out that sees Clive awaken as a fiery devil-horned Ifrit. Ifrit? Maybe? I don't know how to say that one. I'm actually embodying an icon and immediately notice that the difference is in my controls. The PS5 DualSense haptic feedback allows me to feel the heavy weight of the colossal icon as I lunge forward. It's like something out of Attack on Titan. So the way they're describing this is that the, the combat doesn't just look cool and feel cool. It ratchets up. It gets crazier, right? Now, Final Fantasy fans, if I mispronounce everything and anything in there, bear with me. This game might turn me into a fan. Try not to be too hard on me. This is exactly what caught my attention in the trailers, right? The size and the scope. It's nuts. Many people thought the trailers might not be real. I'll touch on that in a moment. That was something that was commented on. Now, they pivot away from turn-based and classic JRPG combat, right? We're not going to feel that way. I'm looking forward to the combat because it does look more action-oriented. It looks more like a traditional action game. There still is that JRPG influence where you're swinging your sword eight times in one seconds and, like... You, you see numbers flying up all over the place, right? So there still is some JRPG influence. However, listen to their conclusion about the combat. It feels grand and cinematic with an over-the-top showiness that I love. This fight and others that I take on perfectly illustrates the real-time action battle system of Final Fantasy 16, which succeeds at being both approachable and satisfying. So this is that was reason number three that I'm jumping into this game day one number four everybody says i'm a sony fanboy i'm not going to try to sound one like right now but uh, i might sound like a sony fanboy the ps5 magic wand is the name of this section of my video right yoshi p already commented on the final fantasy 16 revenge trailer and said it's all real-time rendering no loading it's becoming a game that's going to say look at the power of the ps5 right you're going to see the true power of the ps5 because of this game now we have even more reasons to understand his comments as well as why why and how the ps5 played an important role in the development of final fantasy 16 
Okay, reporting on this, GamesRadar said, Final Fantasy 16 would still be in full development if not for the PS5. Here is a quote from Hiroshi Takai. If we didn't have the memory that the PlayStation 5 has, and also the transfer speed, the SSD and that the PlayStation has, we would still be in development right now. This puts a big, big, I think, contextual cannonball on the field in light of recent debates it puts a lot of things into perspective okay first this really cements that building for one console for first party exclusives is a good thing i don't i don't third party exclusives and time exclusives i don't like that right i know sony pays for that but in this particular scenario the timed exclusivity of final fantasy 16 is essentially making it like a first-party title. They were just developing this for the PS5. And yes, I'm going to say it. This really puts on display that the memory bottleneck of the Xbox Series S is going to be a problem this generation. These guys are specifically citing and saying, listen, the amount of memory in the PS5 helped us do cool stuff like this. This game's going to show off the power of the PS5. You're going to struggle to find the developer saying that about the Xbox ecosystem because when somebody has to develop a game for the Xbox ecosystem, they have to deal with limited memory constraints of a bottlenecked console, okay? Now, I'm somebody who loves big action cinematic RPGs and I love that this game is dripping with it and one of the reasons that it looks so good and feels so good is because of the PS5. I didn't say this. The people who made the game said this. So don't come at me telling me I'm a Sony fanboy, okay? Call Yoshi P a Sony fanboy. See how well that goes for you. The fifth reason that I want to jump into Final Fantasy 16 is the demo details. Like, demo details? Why does that excite you about the game? Let me tell you. A demo two weeks prior to the launch is massively encouraging, right? This is better than review copies with a healthy embargo, right? They're doing, they're clearly they're clearly confident in the game, right? They drop these gameplay previews in, in March, uh, end of February, but basically in March, and the game doesn't come out until June. They're clearly very confident in this title, and they're going to let you play it two weeks early. GamesRadar.com says that director and producer Naoki Yoshida tells Famitsu that the Final Fantasy 16 demo will launch two weeks ahead of the game's release date on June 22nd. So we're looking at, you know, an early June demo. All right. Now, this is a translation on Twitter. I don't think we're getting, hopefully, we're not getting any wires crossed here. This was translated. And your demo will carry over your progress. Quote, as the demo is currently planned, you'll start from the beginning just as you did in the full game, but you'll be able to pick up your save file right where you left off if you choose to buy Final Fantasy 16. So this demo is not attached to pre-order. It's not attached to spending any money. You can just play it. And if you liked it and you buy it, it carries over, right? I think that's pretty good. I think more games should do this. The more games that do this, the better. The more games that really show off how good their game is, that's amazing. It allows players to experience the core gameplay loop and feel of the game before committing to the game. Now, those are the five reasons that I want to jump in, and I gotta give you number six. Now, number six is gonna upset some of you. It's gonna make you sad, but trust me when I say this, this is a good 
thing, all right? The PC port details. Number six, the sixth reason that I am convinced and I want to jump in day one to Final Fantasy 16 gameplay on the Final Fantasy 16 release date is the PC port details. And you're like, are you kidding me? Why would this be good news? Let me, let me make my case, okay? If you find this is bad news, just listen, listen, listen. Here's a direct quote. It is true that Final Fantasy 16 is a six-month time exclusive on the PS5's platform, Yoshida says. However, the PC version coming out six months later are two completely different stories. I want to make it clear that the PC version will not be released in six months. You're not going to get it six months later. Like, as soon as the exclusivity drops, it's not like hitting PC. There's a reason for this. Keep in mind... They do want to bring it to PC as soon as they are able, but their reasoning should give comfort and assurance to both PC fans as well as people playing it on the PS5. And here is what they said. If we start optimizing the PC version after the PS5 version is released, we will not be able to optimize it in six months. So it will not be released in a short span of six months. So the focus here is optimization. They want to take the appropriate amount of time to do it right. That means that the PS5 version is going to be great, right? They're not taking away time, shipping it, getting it ready, and getting it out the door. They're not pulling away from that. And when they do start working on the port for PC, they are focused on quality. They are focused on optimization. And I think that is a really big deal. That should give you confidence in the title's quality. At this point, I am fully convinced by the footage, the clips, the hands-on previews that this Final Fantasy game will be the first that I enjoy in a more complete way. This has been one of those games that I've said will be in contention for game of the year. It'll be in contention for best direction, best art direction, and we're already seeing why. That is my show open. Second show of the day. It's almost, okay, 17-minute show open. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I want to hear from you. Leave a comment below if you're watching the VOD. Make sure you're smashing like and subscribe. If you hit subscribe, you can talk in my chat. We did hit a member goal, so at the end of the stream, I will gift five members. I'll have to gift more if that goes any higher, if it, you know, if it gets to the next. We're doing a special on our coffee right now. Uh, you can get the, the triple threat uh, for 45 bucks if you use code MARCHMADNESS. So that code is active for the triple threat. Let me pop out chat and get it down here so I can read what you guys are saying. My big thought here is that this is really going to appeal to non-Final Fantasy fans. This is almost like the Elden Ring for Final Fantasy, like how Elden Ring got a lot of people in who were not... Like, they weren't from software fans, they weren't Dark Souls fans, and they dove in with with Elden Ring I really do I think this game is going to convince a lot of people going to get a lot of people to jump in and I honestly think I honestly think the more they talk about this game and the more they talk about Diablo 4 the more I'm saying man June is going to be a really really hard month for anybody to do anything in it's going to be a really really hard month for anybody to try to do a single thing this chat always goes round in circle no matter what the topic is. It always leads to Sony's better than Xbox. I don't care. I just want to play good games wherever they land. Listen, I'm not trying to use a Final Fantasy 16 stream to dunk on Xbox, but homie, after days of hearing from people that the memory bottleneck of the Series S doesn't matter, when someone in the industry as highly regarded as... Who was it that said it, actually? Let, let me let me go and look here. Who, who was it that said it? The director of Final Fantasy 16, Hiroshi Takai, 
says, if we didn't have the memory that the PlayStation 5 has and the transfer speed in the SSD, we'd still be in development, right? That right there is everything we've been talking about. We've been talking about that. Like, that's actually really important. Like, as someone who owns a PS5 and I own a Series X, I'm sitting here thinking, how many developers could be making games that look like this if they could tap into the full power of these consoles? I think this is a perfectly good next-gen discussion. I think it's a fair next-gen discussion. Look at this game, bro. It looks phenomenal. It looks... It looks incredibly graphically and cinematically strong. Lots of particle effects. I'm not seeing any of the weirdness or any of the oddities that we saw with Forspoken. I'm seeing smooth, crisp, amazing gameplay, right? I mean, I, that's what I'm seeing. I'm not using the stream to dunk, proceeds to dunk, but that's not a dunk. I'm not even dunking. I'm saying in the realm of next-gen gaming and next-gen conversations... This is an important thing to hear. Like, imagine if someone came out and said that about the Series X. They said, oh my gosh, this thing in the X really helped us develop this game. And they started showing gameplay and you're like, oh, this is mind-blowing. That would be really important in the discussion about next gen. We would say, this is a big deal. This is a bit of a breakthrough, isn't it? Like, this is something that we're really excited about. We were promised instantaneous load times. We were promised better games. We were promised, you know, better resolution. To me, to me, here's a game that's saying, look at what you can do. I can't believe what I'm seeing with this game. This is PS5 footage, not high-end PC. Right, like, that's the other thing you have to consider is the way that this game is being positioned, they're not even doing the whole, like, oh, yeah, you know, here's a bunch of of PC footage. Here's a bunch of vertical slice, narrow slice footage from a PC. No, they're like, here you go, homie. Here you go. This is PS5. You're, You're getting it on the PS5 first. Like, I want this generation of console... To, to deliver games like this. This is exactly what I was hoping to get in this generation of console. And let's be honest, the Sicky and 2020 and working from home has made it a bit of a slow start. It's It's been a bit of a slow start, right? So it's like, come on. Like, I now that we're finally seeing games like this come out, of course I'm going to say, hey, this is really important in the big discussion about the memory bottleneck and the constraints of a console and this is a really good important discussion think about it like this let's not even talk about xbox for a second this is a really really important discussion within the realm of leaving behind last gen they purely left behind last gen i want you to think about something with me for a second think about final fantasy 16 as it relates to spider-man 2 think about that Spider-Man 2 will be the first Spider-Man game to not be on the PlayStation 4, and these guys that built this game are saying, oh man, the memory and, and the transfer rates and the SSD, like, w- like look, at the, look at the speed of the combat here. Look at the fluidity and the, and the, and the crap on the screen. Like this, some of it reminds me a little bit of Forspoken, some of that stuff that he was just dodging. Like, if you go back... There's this, there's this little section here where she starts kind of throwing stuff at him, and it's a little less freedom of movement that you might have in Returnal, but it still kind of reminds me of the idea of, like, super bright colors, you know, swarming toward you and having to use your iframes and your dodges, and he's getting, you know, precision dodge, you know, credit, uh, and it's counting up. It's like adding to some kind of a combo. Like, 
that look it just looks really really good to me it looks like a a really really strong a really really strong action game yeah same publisher but not same dev that's true forspoken was developed by a completely separate studio yeah maybe a hot take i don't think people who say they want to return to atb systems really want it this is a great direction of development in combat so I guess I'm curious about that. Like Final Fantasy fans might have to help me out here. Final Fantasy Combat, is that going to be a hot debate for this game? Are people going to look at this and say, no, I don't like that. That's not Final Fantasy. They're going to want the the ATB system, as you're calling it. I, I forget what that st- stands for. Last one I played was the X. I haven't played any other since then. This will be my first Final Fantasy, says Brock. How many people in chat right now will this be this be one of your first or maybe your second Final Fantasy? Because I think some people tried out Final Fantasy 7 or the Final Fantasy 7 remake. How many people is this going to be your first or your second Final Fantasy? Oh, ATB stands for Active Time Battle. Thank you, chat. I'm not a Final Fantasy guy. That, that should give that away. Me not knowing that. At this point, PlayStation is leaving Microsoft in the dust when it comes to single player experience. The fact, that's fact, not bias. Microsoft has the multiplayer ecosystem. Uh, PC is great, but it's a headache at most. Let me see if I can't find another one. Yeah, SkillUp's got a video. We'll put some of his gameplay on in the background here. Um, we'll turn off annotations, and we'll do... He got to interview Yoshi P, by the way. Lucky dog. Lucky dog. All right, we'll let, we'll let some of Skill Up stuff uh, show. And he's obviously doing some comparisons here to the last Final Fantasy, the one that really irritated everybody. Uh, let's advance it to where we get to see this game. There we go. There we go. Yeah, okay. So some of these fights, he's, he's splicing some of it up here. Some of these fights, it literally looks like you're fighting like a, a building size. Okay. A building-sized demon. My wife's like coming in the room. She's having, she must be having a hard day. Awesome to see so many people get to try this first. Okay, people are saying it'll be my first. It'll be my first. Soul Train says it's my first. Mick Do9 says I'm a Final Fantasy stan. He says um, it'll be my first since the OG Final Fantasy VII demo on PlayStation 1. Final Fantasy is life. Second one. I'm seeing a lot of people say this is going to be their second one. Heavy Metal Mama says it's my first. I never played a Final Fantasy as far as I see, it'll follow the 7 Remake system a good bit. Yeah. The problem with Skill Up is he uses so much footage that's not from the game itself. So it's not it's not the best if we're trying to see just pure footage. I'll try to go to his video whenever I'm seeing new stuff. Um, we're also getting a bit, of a, a bit of a compression issue. There's so many particle effects. Like, it's getting kind of blurry uh, in some of the scenes. It's going to be your 10th Final Fantasy. It's straight up Go in and fight. Use powers on your own. I'm a Final Fantasy virgin. This will be my first, says Steven. Devil May Cry Final Fantasy. I tried to get into Final Fantasy and I just can't, says Rainwalker. As somebody who hasn't been able to get into Final Fantasy, have you seen anything in the gameplay with this one that's going to convince you to come over? I mean, this one looks like a dadgum fighting game. Like, look at your health bars across the top. Like, look at the scope and scale of this dadgum fight. Like, gigantic demon people. You know, just throwing each other around. Uh, still up dodging Hogwarts. Lost a lot of respect. Didn't he? Didn't he explain that he was too busy to do that? Didn't he explain why he didn't do that one? 
did he go out did he go out on, on the attack against the game or did he just not play it I, I losing respect for somebody because they skip a game like if he just stayed neutral and didn't say anything then I think you're being too judgmental sitting here trying hard not to gatekeep I hope all you first timers enjoy but also play the other games jeez I actually hope they don't greenside and let me explain why I think one of the worst things that you can do when trying to enjoy the new game is to go back and play the old game right Imagine right now, right? Imagine right now, he, uh, he, he that, that somebody trying to get into this game. No, 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 no. The other comparison I was going to make. Imagine somebody that got into Elden Ring and really liked it going back and playing the old games with the slower animations, the clunkier fights, the, the saving system that's more painful and frustrating. Everything's less explained, Right? He didn't dodge it. They didn't give him a code. He said it, bro. He wanted to do it, but they didn't give him a review code. Yeah, there you go. They literally didn't send Skill up a, a review code for Hogwarts Legacy. So he's supposed to go back, buy the game on his own, play it after all of the review relevancy has died and dedicate a bunch of time to making a video. I think you should maybe educate yourself before you speak so harshly about somebody. Harsh judgment should require strict inquiry. I know that's really difficult this day and age, but I firmly believe in that axiom. Harsh judgment should require strict inquiry, right? I know that doesn't really work in in, in our in our area. Ironically, ironically, that doesn't work in our era of cancel culture, uh, which you know, funny enough, as as you seem to want to push against it. Here, hang on, I, I have this all zoomed in. Let me fix my capture here. Let me fix my capture. Let's go, like so. Hang on. Sorry, you're getting a look behind the scenes here. Ah, dang it. Hang on, I grabbed hold of something. There we go. There we go. That looks a little bit better. That's why it was looking so blurry. That's much nicer. Um, no pressure to go back to the old ones unless you want to. Every mainline game is a standalone. Greenside says, I get that the old games are hard to get into now. This is becoming a Final Fantasy diehard. This is coming from a Final Fantasy diehard. I literally have Cloud tattooed on me. Here's the thing, Greenside. I get where you're coming from, but you know what the problem is? This is going to sound really, really weird. As a diehard Final Fantasy fan, you should not want anybody to go back and play those games. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because they're never going to experience it the way that you did. They won't. They will not experience it the way that you did. They're not going to become the fan that you are. If anything, you're making it harder for them to enjoy the game. I don't believe it. He was dodging. So you think he publicly lied and said, I didn't get a code. He wasn't the only person that got passed over for a code, by the way. You understand that when he publicly says he was willing to play the game and review it, that the same angry people would come after him, right? Like, this is a complete sideshow, by the way. Like, we're not doing this. You're not You're not going to hijack our discussion about Final Fantasy be- because you want to take a shot at somebody because they didn't review Hogwarts. He, he would have... Yeah, you clearly don't know the man. He would have said, I'm not playing that game and here's why. You think he's honestly scared? Publicly saying, I would have reviewed it if they gave me a code is the same as saying, I'm willing to buy and support the game. I just didn't get a code. 
meaning the cancel brigade would have came after him either way. And good luck. They failed miserably. They look stupid. Anyways, Final Fantasy is what we're talking about. Right? That's what we're talking about here. I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, says Swade, but I think this is analogous to God of War. I played the originals, and there's no need to go back and play just to get into God of War 2018. Right, I think longtime fans of franchises have a really hard time divorcing themselves from their experience. It's like, you had that experience. The odds of somebody else having that experience, if they go back and play, it's so mi- it's so minuscule. The, the odds of somebody right now going back and playing the original Final Fantasy games and loving them the way that you love them, it's not going to happen. They're dated. They're old. They're not going to be as intuitive. They're not going to be as smooth. They're not going to be as graphically impressive. The odds are if you go back and you try and play them, you're going to be like, I don't like this. So as a fan of Final Fantasy, I think one of the last things you should do is insist upon or recommends to people to go back and play the old games. You're setting them up for a disappointment. Almost assuredly. Almost assuredly you're setting them up for disappointment. Now there might be some people that go back and play the originals, the older ones, the classic Final Fantasies, and they have a good time. But if you're talking to me, I'm just going to personalize this. There's no, no freaking way that you're going to convince I'm I'm not going to go back and play old Final Fantasies and have a good time I agree with that but not for turn based games yeah yes and no I tried to play the Final Fantasy 7 remake and I thought the quest design and the constant going back and talking to people was frustrating I just wanted to play the combat the the Final Fantasy 7 remake the intro was amazing I really really liked it and then I ended up I, I ended up just constantly in town talking to people I just wanted to do the combat. I just wanted to fight. I thought the, I thought the gameplay was enjoyable. The intro was all this amazing combat, and then you don't do it for an hour <laughs> or more. I'm over here happy it's just not an open world game. That was my main concern. Let me ask you something next, you wish. Here's the thing about open world games. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a maybe 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 this is a hot take, maybe it's not. I think it's an open world game, they just don't want to say it. They're like reclassifying the game. They're like, well, it's really big and this is huge open areas and there's stuff for you to go and do and explore, but it's not an open world game. Oh, okay. (laughs) It sounds like you just described an open world game, but you don't want to call it that. Now, listen, listen. When they describe their execution of their game, it's not an open world game, right? You're not going to have all these hidden areas, hidden dungeons, checklists and check boxes and things to go and do in all these areas it's a large area for you to clear enjoy and explore but it's not going to be like this closed down linear thing it's open zones but it's linear but didn't didn't they get questioned on the linear nature of the game and even push back and say it's not super linear either it's kind of like a hybrid it's kind of in the middle As they described it, Eugene, it didn't sound super linear either. It did sound linear, but it also didn't sound like anti-open world linear. It didn't didn't sound mission-based, like, oh, you're going to go here, then you're going to go here, then you're going to go here. These big open worlds for you to explore. Open, I'm sorry, open areas. You're going zone to zone. But when they describe the zones, Eugene, there's only a couple. There's only like, what, like four? And they're all really, really big. 
I don't know. I, like again, I feel like it's their iteration on open world, and they trimmed it down. They trimmed it back to the point that they're like, we don't want to call this open world because it's not necessarily open world. We got rid of bloat. We got rid of frivolous activities and hidden things. There's semi-open world. Yeah, it sounds like it's like semi-open world, maybe, or like. I don't know. It just sounded way too big to be like, nah, it's just purely, it's it's not open world, it's just purely linear. And actually, what it sounds like is, it doesn't really fit into a box. Final Fantasy 16 like, doesn't really, it, it just doesn't seem like it fits into a box. It doesn't say, it's not this and it's not that. It's like somewhere in the middle. It's like, it's borrowing from open world ideas, and then it's borrowing from linear game ideas, and it's kind of landing somewhere in the middle. Ubisoft made open world a dirty, uh, dirty, not Bethesda. Yeah, I don't think Bethesda's the problem. I thought their open world games were pretty good, whether you're looking at Skyrim or Fallout 4. I stopped liking the Resident Evil series when Capcom abandoned the original formula. Tank control, pre-rendered backgrounds, ETC. You hate today's Resident Evil games. That's such a bummer because the Resident Evil games of today are actually very good, I think. I think 7's wonderful. I think 8 is a masterpiece in its own right even though I didn't like it as much as 7 I still thought 8 was at some levels a masterpiece and then the remakes the remakes I think look very strong it's like Monster Hunter World it's open but ex- it's not open world but exponentially larger we created new definitions to be honest linear used to be level based open world used to be a big world and these subcategories are uh, topical post 2020 I think God of War version of an open world does seem very intriguing. Yeah, like God of War is open world, but it's also not open world. Do you know what I'm saying? I stopped liking the Resident Evil games after 6. 6 was awesome. Apparently, he stopped liking them at Resident Evil 5 then. I checked out after RE4. There you go. (laughs) Right on time, Eugene. Right on time. Or maybe Robert's not the one that was saying it, but I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, stop liking them at Resident Evil 5. Yeah, yeah. I stopped liking them after 4. <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil 6 was uncharted. 6 was terrible. I've never played 6. I jumped into the Resident Evil franchise with 7, then I played 8, then I played the one remake. What remake did I play? Resident Evil 2? Remakes are still some of the best looking games today. Oh, Code Veronica. Resident Evil Code Veronica, not 5. Sorry. Dead Space 3 was better than Resident Evil 6. Oh, now, come on. That's really, really harsh. If you guys have just tuned in and you're enjoying the conversation, be sure to smash that like button. This is our second show of the day, and uh, we need about 50 more likes on the video. Uh, Our sub goal of the day, our member goal of the day, I should say, has been hit. We've gotten uh, 25. The longer you're here, the more buttons you press, the more likely you'll get gifted members when I have to do it. I will be doing gifted members at the end of this stream. We just started, by the way. We've only been live for about 30 minutes. Make sure you're smashing all the buttons. 7 and 8 are part 1 and part 2 of the Ethan story, says Lazaro. We're getting off. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting off. We're getting off topic. You're driving. You guys, you guys are doing that again. We're 30 minutes in the show and we're talking about Resident Evil. This is a, this is a Final Fantasy stream. And you guys are already driving folks away that are here for Final Fantasy coverage. We, I don't know what's in the water today, but you guys are making it really hard to, for me to stay on subject. Last stream and this stream, people are absolutely wanting to talk about other games, and I don't know why. Uh, we gotta try to stay on topic. <laughs> let's let's talk. Let's talk the the, the PS Five exclusive. Okay. So this is not a first 
party title, but it kind of is a first party title, right? Final Fantasy 16 is a timed exclusive, right? Final Fantasy 16 is a timed PlayStation 5 exclusive. And I think that this is sort of a new era for timed exclusivity. It well, it could be. It could be. All right. And this is what I mean. We're talking about a beloved series changing formula. Right, right, right. That that's true. We can contextualize why we were talking Resident Evil, but I don't want to stay there. Like we were we were like we went there for a minute and instead of just having a picnic and talking about, you know, Resident Evil and, and switching formula, you guys were taking me into the woods of Resident Evil. We don't want to do that. We, I'm bringing you guys back to the road. Okay, cool. We did a pit stop, changing formula, Resident Evil change formula, Final Fantasy can change formula, right? People can fall in love with Final Fantasy going forward. But I think this might be a new era for timed exclusivity. And I think we could maybe draw parallels between this and Starfield because Starfield, according to Todd Howard, was being built for Xbox first. And according to the makers of Final Fantasy 16, they're making this game for PlayStation first. And then it's going to come to PC at a later time. Now, there, it's a six-month timed exclusivity but Final Fantasy 16 PC version will not come within six months. It won't. Because they want to take time. They want to take time to make sure it's properly optimized. Right? 809 Lions here and he's been saying stuff and I haven't said anything. This could be the best Final Fantasy game ever made, especially the combat. The, the, the combat from moment one, from the very first time they started showcasing the game and showing footage yes I thought wow that's a game I would play and I don't I don't typically play Final Fantasy games I do think like the numbers and the combos and everything popping up still smacks of like the JRPG stuff that I don't like but the movements the animations the cinematics just the lighting and the particle effects it looks like the high high action high cinematic types of combat that I enjoy that I like if this game doesn't release on Xbox uh, it will get a lot of hate. It'll be criticized for every little thing in order to create a narrative around the game. I think the dilemma is this game stands to go. This game stands to get nominated for Game of the Year. I, I think I think this game stands to get nominated for Game of the Year. I'm gonna pull up some new gameplay for you. We watched uh, we watched enough of of Skill Up's video. And again, he likes he likes to hop around, right? He likes to hop around. I think this game stands to win game of the year. I think it stands to get best direction, best art direction. This is going to be one of the strongest titles this year. I think the only game to rival this for game of the year will maybe be Tears of the Kingdom. Maybe. Nothing needs to be anything other than fun. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily just need fun. I need more than just fun these days. You know, playing board games with my kids is fun. Like, fun's relative. Spider-Man 2? I don't think Spider-Man 2 gets 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 Game of the Year. It might get nominated. The numbers on combo is a turnoff. It reminds me of old PlayStation 2 games, says 809 Lion. Transmissions from the Spaceboat says, The devs have confirmed that the game will have accessories you can equip that will greatly reduce combat difficulty for those who may be used to old turn-based style. Auto-dodge, auto-ability, ETC. So do you think they added the Final Fantasy 16? easy mode or what's it called the final fantasy 16 story focused do you think they did that for the people that they're like listen 
I'm st- I'm too used. I'm way too used to turn-based. I can't do all this fast-paced stuff. Do you think that's that that's a turn-off to them, and that's why they want that like those accessories? You think those are geared around the, the turn-based people? Auto dodge is not an old Final Fantasy mechanic. No, I don't think he's saying that. I think what he's saying is he's, he's saying they're trying to create combat accessibility inroads for people that are too accustomed to turn-based. They're not used to iframe windows and dodging and getting out of the way. They just they let, Turn-based allows them to not have to care about any of that stuff. Do you see what I'm saying? 11 hours of cutscenes, yay or nay? I've seen reports that there's a lot of cutscenes. I don't know what the exact number is. I'm only playing this game on a Series S for the best version of the game. Stop it, Lazaro. In SkillUp's video, apparently JRPG was an insult to Japanese devs 15 years ago, he said. Yeah, I saw interviews where somebody said they thought that the that JRPG was... They didn't appreciate the term. But the, I think the way that we use it is just... There's a clear difference between a Western RPG and a JRPG. The stylization, the numbers, the way the combat flows. It, it, there's, there's clearly trends and tropes within RPGs that come out of Japan versus RPGs that come out of the West. I don't think that it should be viewed as an insult, right? I liked how KOTOR handled combat. You could basically make it turn-based, or you could do real-time actions if you wanted. Yeah, they did hybrid versions of the Final Fantasy combat system in other games. Now, this is the Garuda fight that the one review I read talked about, and they said just when the combat's heating up, so here it comes, like he's about to kind of get that that health bar down, uh, and then it's going to turn into a much bigger fight. Even if there are a lot of cutscenes, I'm not complaining. I love high fantasy. Square must be happy with the reception of this gameplay showcase. Yeah, it feels to me like across the board, the Final Fantasy 16 hands-on previews are going over very, very well. People are very excited about the game. I'm seeing a lot of people that are in my boat. I'm seeing a lot of people that are not Final Fantasy fans saying, bro, I want to play that game. I'm seeing people that are like, I've never played a Final Fantasy game before, but my gosh, I want to play that game. That game looks incredible. You think the bundle theory is plausible? Sony went to Square and fi- for Final Fantasy 16 exclusive, but in order to get it, Square said they also need to bring on Forspoken and Babylon Fall. Now that I don't know, right? That I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I trust that. I wasn't sold to the stream. Well, what I tried to do in my show open, so if you're just tuning in, I tried to do the six things or the six reasons that I'll be playing this game. Six reasons I'm playing Final Fantasy 16. And what I tried to do is I tried to comb through all of the Final Fantasy 16 previews and say, here are the six high points, the six bullet points that you need to remember. Let me give you those bullet points now. Let me give you a bit of a recap while I'm giving you the recap, guys, do me a favor. Help me hit 200 likes on the video. We only need 25 more. Here, here are the six. Here are the six points. Open world without all the filler. Now they're saying it's not an open world game, but it's also not a strictly linear game. It's sort of a hybrid between open world and linear. Big, huge open spaces, but not all of the filler. So it is not an open world game. They don't want it described as an open world game, but it also doesn't sound like a strictly linear title. 
okay they basically said there's going to be places to explore and plenty of things to go and do but they didn't want to create a bunch of like hidden dungeons or hidden maps and places that create sort of like that open world map bloat where the game is bloated and full of icons and full of things to do so that's the first thing you should take away from some of the interviews and some of the previews is that it's a game that's large and big and explorable but it's more about intentionality and focusing on the main scenario and the main story and not just, you know, going everywhere and, and checking off boxes, right? And we are watching IGN's video here. It's 12 minutes of Final Fantasy 16 Icon Summons gameplay. So this boss fight, you go fighting as yourself, and then you transform into, I hope I'm saying that correctly, an icon. Uh, if I'm not saying that correctly, feel free to correct me in the chat. Now, the second thing to take away from all of the previews that came out is the difficulty settings. So there's only two difficulty settings. There is story-focused and action-focused. And story-focused, you're going to play the exact same game. Enemies will have the exact same health, aggro, and, and damage output. But you will have access to five accessories right away. Right? So I'm curious what you guys think of their approach to difficulty. What are your thoughts on that? So they're not giving you a traditional, easy, normal, hard difficulty option. You pick between action-focused and story-focused. And when you do that, right, when you do that, you actually are not making the enemies harder or easier. You're actually just giving yourself accessories from moment one. I would love for Lono to do, uh, to one day make a video about the Metal Gear series. I've never played any of them, though. That's why I wouldn't be able to say much. Oh, I am saying it correctly. Okay. Isn't that uh, Ifrit? They said that this was an icon summons fight. Oh, sorry. Characters Garuda and Ifrit. That's their names, though. Ifrit is the name. Garuda is the name, but they're icons. Icon is the type. Ifrit is the name, right? Because Garuda is an icon. Ifrit is an uh, Ifrit is an icon, right? You toggle options on story mode, they say. <clears throat> it's such a disappointment uh, to me. Was hoping for more actual gameplay. Oh, unsubscribe because I've not played Metal Gear. I wasn't a PlayStation guy for like a really, really long time. Wait, wait, actually upset now? Yeah, I grew up in a Nintendo home, and then I my first console after all the Nintendo consoles was an Xbox 360. I had to borrow a PlayStation to play uh, The Last of Us, the first Last of Us. So, it I, that's just, that, that my game journey is, is, uh, is different than a lot of folks. I wasn't a Halo guy either. I got an Xbox 360 so I could play World at War. Anyway, anyway. So the second thing that you want to take away from all the previews that are available, right from all the previews that are available is the difficulty approach, right? There is no there is no difficulty settings. There is no easy, normal, hard. There is story-focused or action-focused, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Sony fanboy. Yeah, and I, yeah, I've, never, I've never been into Sony. You just need to play Metal Gear 1 through 4. I would love to hear your critiques. I just don't have time. I don't know. There'd be no... There, I don't have room to do that. I don't create content like that. I'm not a gameplay focus channel there's just no room for that i can't even play the games i want to play like a monthly returnal stream or a full playthrough of ghost of tsushima like i just i don't have space for that kind of stuff um now when you pick story focused you it doesn't make the enemies easier 
It doesn't make the fights easier. Did, what do you guys think? Is that... Do you think that's going to frustrate people? Like, are they going to assume, like, oh, if I put it on story focus, it's going to be really easy? Because think about it. When you go into games right now and you have difficulty options and you pick story, it's like brain dead easy when you pick story difficulty. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When you pick story in, like, Spider-Man or, like, Ratchet and Clank, like, you can't even die. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what I put it on for my kiddos. Like, my son's playing Ratchet and Clank on story and he just doesn't have to worry about anything. In this one, you get five accessories right at the beginning. Now, the interesting thing is, can you get those accessories in the normal playthrough? Can you get these accessories in the action-focused playthrough of Final Fantasy 16? Is that possible? Because it says, here's the quote, The single difference is if you pick story focus, it grants players access to a particular set of accessories from the very start of their playthrough. I told uh, Lion that Metal Gear is overrated and the fact that Lono hasn't played them that make my point even more clear. I probably, I don't know, I probably would have played them had I had the console back then. Really enjoying your show today. Thank you. Thank you, Drumman. I appreciate that. Guys, if you are enjoying the show, do all the things that help support the show. Hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. You can gift members, become a member, or do a super chat. We obviously prefer that you gift members over super chats. We're trying to hit certain membership milestones. Uh, and smash that like button. Hitting like helps more people find the video. I'm combing through the six reasons I'll be playing Final Fantasy 16 when it comes out. I'm kind of doing a bit of a recap while I interact with chat. And I'm on number two right now, which is with their difficulty options. I'm sure they'll explain the difference as creative gamers, but on that, I think these difficulties are unique, and I'd wonder if down the road we could change them. Can you change it during the game? Because I'll be honest, nowadays, I tend to start on story to get used to how the game plays and their systems. <clears throat> I don't know if you would want to do that. I mean, here's the, here's the deal, though, Matthew. You don't have to change it. Let's say that you start Final Fantasy 16 story focused and you're using one of the accessories and it's making the game too easy. You don't need to go change any settings. You just don't use the accessory. Right? You just disable it. Metal Gear is commercially right behind the Elder Scrolls with 58 million copies sold. Yeah, I don't think you can call it overrated, Cowboy. I don't think you can. Metal Gear is right between the Elder Scrolls and Battlefield at 58 million sold. Like, yeah, I don't think you can say it's overrated. I don't don't think you can. I don't don't think that works. That is, uh... That's a hot hot take if I've ever seen one. Alright, we watched that video. Let's see what else we have out here. Our Eurogamer has a full uh, a full combat breakdown video. We'll just keep throwing gameplay in the background while we talk. If you guys are enjoying the content, man, hit subscribe. Talk in my chat. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of the game, of the trailers, of the info. Yeah, you would just unequip it, Matthew. Let me read the accessories because you. It, th- this is what they've said here. Okay? Let me read this description from the PlayStation blog. You have two options when playing Final Fantasy sixteen. And behind these two options, there is in fact a singular experience with enemies just as ferocious in the story focus mode as they are in the action focus mode. The single difference 
in picking story focus is it grants players access to a particular set of accessories from the very start of the playthrough. So the game is exactly the same when you pick story focused. The only difference is you get these accessories. There's five of them. One accessory slows down time, making perfect dodges easier. The second fully automates Torgol the wolf, allowing him to sick, ravage, or automatically heal Clive whenever he's hurt. The third accessory will automatically use heal potions when your health is low. Fourth will automatically dodge incoming attacks. And the fifth, you just keep mashing the same button and you'll unleash powerful combos and abilities. You basically just keep, it's just button mash. Cowboy's favorite game is Avengers. Lono, that tells you about his taste. What? This from the guy who didn't care to play Metal Gear. But that's not what I said. I didn't say I didn't care to play Metal Gear. I wasn't in that ecosystem of console. I grew up on Nintendo. Then I pivoted to PC and played like real shooters like Unreal Tournament instead of slow geriatric Halo and Call of Duty and Quake 3. And then when I pivoted to the console world, I did it with the 360 and played Call of Duty World at War. I wasn't in the ecosystem to play Metal Gear. It wasn't that I didn't care. It was that I wasn't going to go buy a completely separate console. I bought a console to play with my friends. And that's all I did. I played Call of Duty with my buddies, played a little Gears of War, and that was it. That was what I did. So, you know, you can't say Metal Gear is overrated when its commercial success is undeniable. And the man behind Metal Gear is considered a genius. I, you know, I, I don't, yeah. You, you can not like it, but you can't call it overrated. Um, anyway, anyway, these five accessories, if you choose to play Final Fantasy 16 difficulty settings and you choose story focused and you get these accessories, you can just not use them, right? I'm assuming you can just unequip them. Now that may be a wrong assumption, but I'm, I'm assuming you can just unequip them. All right. So that's the second. That's the second. Now the third, the third reason that I really, really want to play this game, and we're getting little animations here from Eurogamer, this is their video, combat and boss fights is one of the reasons that I really, really want to play this game. I think the cinematic focus, the high action focus, the fluidity, uh, the animations, all the different attacks, I really, really, as a non-Final Fantasy fan, I've been kind of amazed at the size and scope of the fights and the cinematic nature of the fights, it just looks awesome. Now, they only give them this one area to fight in for a lot of this B-roll, so it is a little dark, but I do think it helps a lot of the light effects to shine. Similar uh, to some of the footage that we've looked at for Diablo 4, I feel like the setting is a little dark and a little drab, but then the lights, the, the, the lighting effects, the attacks and the numbers, all that kind of pops. So I think it kind of works. Like, I know sometimes people don't like seeing something kind of drab and dark, uh, but I do think it works. Um, accessories will allow you to either get used to the new mechanics or allow you to have an advantage starting out for sure for sure I'm still astonished with this footage I mean Yoshi P said that Final Fantasy 16 was really going to show off the strength of the PS5 and I think we're starting to see why he said that like I really do I think we're starting to see like why would he say that what's he talking about I, I think we're staring at it Uh, okay, gotcha. Honestly, hearing what they do now, I think I'll just go with the standard off the rip. It sounds almost like it would hold your hand too much 
and hinder the learning curve. Right, like, I can't imagine playing this game, Matthew, and have it, like, auto-dodging for me. You know what I'm saying? That, like, I, that I'd go to play by myself and be like, huh? Huh? You know? I, I don't think I would like that. I, I think that'd get annoying. I think that would make me play poorly. I could see maybe doing the one for the wolf just to kind of get your bearings because the wolf will attack Ravage and automatically heal you if, if you're hurt just to kind of like let you, you know, kind of see what's going on. Or maybe just do the accessory that slows time and allows, it makes perfect dodges easier. So you can kind of like get in the zone and like, okay, now I'm going to turn that off. Every modern cinematic game owes its influence to Metal Gear Solid. To say it's overrated is like erasing history. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with that. I, like, I don't ma- I don't know. Like, Kojima is Kojima is industry impactful as a creator. I don't know. So that's the third thing. So I'm kind of going back through my list here of the you know the six reasons I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy 16. And the sixth thing is the combat and the fights. I mean, as we're watching this one especially. This reminds me of that first Final Fantasy 16 Revenge trailer that came out, and I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to get to do that? We're going to get to be that big? We're going to get to do all that stuff? Like, that's really, really uh, impressive. That looks really, really cinematically driven. Um, really action-driven, you know what I mean? Practice until you're good enough to take them off. It's brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kojima's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, the Mount Rushmore of gaming would probably have, you know, Kojima up there, I would think. I mean, he's he's incre- he's he's been pretty impactful on the industry. <laughs> like, there's a reason that when he's taught, when he talks or he shows up or he's going to do something, everybody gets really excited. Next time you're doing a stream without a focused topic, do a poll and see how many people are actually into Metal Gear. Yeah, but that's that's anecdotal at best. Like my audience, seeing how many people are into Metal Gear. I don't need to. I don't need to pull my my audience. Fifty eight point three million copies sold, right underneath Elder Scrolls, right above Battlefield. We wouldn't say that either of those are are overrated. Hey, Ulatech, Ulatech, gifting a sub, and it went to Veter. That puts us to twenty nine members on the day. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Kojima's the one who did Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the third reason is the combat and the boss fights. All right, let me go to the fourth reason, the PS5 magic wand. Now, obviously, this is the one that's going to get me a bunch of hate in the comments and people are going to claim that I'm being, you know, a PlayStation 5 uh, fanboy or a Sony fanboy. But these are not my words. These are the words of the people that built the game. Okay, and this is hyper, hyper relevant and hyper hyper contextual to the discussion that we have been having abe says hey let's do a member train everybody gift one member abe said that not me uh he gifts a member taking us to 30 members on the day thank you abe and it goes to jamkas thank you for doing that abe um nowadays people would say battlefield is overrated but I don't think historically you would say that. I don't think historically you would say it's overrated. I think you would say they entered a market that was already pretty competitive and overtaken by Call of Duty and they became an established option. I wouldn't say that's overrated. I would say that's impressive. Um, anyway. I think I think the PS5 magic wand, okay? I think it's hyper, hyper relevant and to the current context of discussions that we have had about the Series S, all right? I want you to listen to what they said 
first listen to what Yoshi P said about the Final Fantasy 16 revenge trailer. He says, it's all real-time rendering, no loading. It's become a game that is like, look at the power of the PS5, okay? Look at the power of the PS5. That's what he says. And then, here's a quote. Here's a quote from the game's director, Hiroshi Takai. So, Hiroshi Takai. Takai. Probably. Hiroshi Takai. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. This is what this is what Hiroshi had to say. Games director. If we didn't have the memory that the PlayStation 5 has, and also the transfer speed, the SSD that the PlayStation 5 has, we would still be in development right now. Okay. So I want you to consider that. Okay? In the grand scheme of the discussion about next gen and about next gen consoles, we've been talking about this recently, right? Games that come out and are poorly optimized. Games that come out and don't tap into the power of these consoles. Games that come out and don't deliver 60 FPS. We get we get irritated by this. We look at the, the, the landscape of gaming and we've been kind of frustrating, right? It's been a slow, seemingly, seemingly slow start for next gen to kind of get off of the ground. Even if you want to praise, and I think you can praise, Returnal and Ratchet and Clank, and if you want to praise... Uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, comments keep getting shadow banned. I refresh and they're all gone from the chat, most likely due to all the Xbox trolls who don't like hearing the truth. Um, I see this comment though. Yeah, I don't know what Claymores is talking about. I see your comment. Um, I I think this is relevant to the discussion. It is because in the past couple of days. You know, we have been talking about the memory bottleneck on the Series S is a concern. I'm concerned that's going to hold back Starfield, right? I'm concerned that's going to hold back, you know, first-party titles for Xbox. I've been saying that. And these guys are saying, listen, listen, this game would still be in development if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the memory, right? If it wasn't for the transfer speeds, okay? Now, something else that we got into the other day when we were talking about this is People start saying, well, it's easier to develop for the PlayStation 5. It's easier to develop for the PlayStation 5, right? Well, that should be a concern, right? Incoming narrative. Tell you what, John. Just leave. The second time you've taken a swipe at me as I try to talk about this, take your gold badge and leave. I don't care. I don't care how long you've been a member. Leave. You're, you're done here. So, when I look at this, I think... This is the future of next-gen, then. This is what we can do. Highly cinematic, action-oriented, fast-moving, instantaneous load times, right? All those things, all those things that we were promised this generation. We were promised all these things, and that's what I want. That's what I want to get. And and when, when I see developers specifically citing things like this, I think that communicates something. It says, okay, this game... Listen, that means I'm going to hold Final Fantasy 16 to a pretty high standard. I'm going to hold them to a pretty high standard, right? You got all these amazing Final Fantasy 16 game previews coming out. You got, you got amazing... You got, you got amazing response from people that went and played it and did interviews. Keywords? Why do you keep saying that, Brock? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Where have we heard this could only be done on the PS5? 
Nobody said it could only be done on the PS5. I didn't say that. This is the direct quote from the game's director. Hiroshi Takai said, If we didn't have the memory that the PlayStation 5 has, and also the transfer speed, the SSD that the PlayStation 5 has, we would still be in development right now. Meaning I'm agreeing? I've never seen anybody say that as a term of agreement. Ula Tech is going to gift a member and make it... Now we have a really awkward number. 31? Somebody's got to fix that. That's ugly. 31? Come on, guys. Ula Tech's trying to provoke you to gift members. It went to Oreo's Shake Buddy. These consoles are about to hit their stride. Right, when the game director says, yeah, we'd still be making this game. Yeah, if it wasn't for the memory and the SSD and the transfer speed. Oh, man. My bad. Is that like new? Is that like based or something now to say keywords? I've not seen that before. Is that like a new? Is that like a new internet gaming colloquialism or something? During the lead up to the PS5 release, Kearney hammered on how easy it would be to develop for it. Devs were praising how easy it was to develop for. We're starting to see it. Right, like that's not a narrative. That's that's not me driving a narrative. That's not me cherry picking or being biased. I'm saying. Wow! As a gamer? As somebody who owns both consoles? This sounds great! This sounds really good. Imagine if they said the opposite. What would what would I be saying? I'd be like, well, that's that's concerning. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a really hard time developing this game for the PS5. Yeah, there's some pipeline issues, there's some architectural issues with the PS5. It just made it really hard to do some of the things we wanted to do. I'd be like, oh, well that... That's a concern, isn't it? I, I don't... I don't <laughs> doesn't make me feel good. You know? Also, also, apparently, the game has been so finely tuned for the PS5. This is upsetting for the PC guys. You're not going to get your PC p- port within six months. I think that's encouraging. I think it means they're going to be really focused on quality. You know, the Final Fantasy 16 PC release isn't going to be a six-month waiting period. It, it'll be potentially longer. Goodbye, PS4. You were great, but limited. Yeah, that's another point that I tried to make earlier. I'm not trying to drive a narrative. This is it. This is the beginning of the PS4 leaving the frame. I'm not saying they're lying, but why wouldn't they speak positively? Doom. Why would they specifically list those things? They don't have to say that. If you're trying to be a PR guy, Doom, they could be like, oh, yeah, the, the power of the PS5 really helped us do some fun things. Okay, that's PR speak. I would 100% grant you that. I'd be like, yeah, everybody talks like that. You know, when when Yoshi P said, oh, yeah, this is going to really show off the power of the PS5. I was like, okay, that's impressive, but uh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I was like, all right. I didn't run a show on that, by the way. I didn't run a show on that. I think I did a short on my rundown channel about that. That's what I did. Okay, so in light of that, that's not what this statement is. This person is specifically saying we'd still be in development. They're not saying, oh, yeah, man, PlayStation 5, the power of the PlayStation 5. It's awesome. It's it's dope. Hype language, hype language, hype language. They're like, no, yeah, the memory. Yeah, transfer speed, SSD. Oh, yeah, we'd still be developing. It wasn't for those things. That's pretty specific. 
Yo, Kyle Wilkerson, gifting five members. Thank you so much. Getting us a little bit closer. Right now, I owe you guys five members. I'll do it at the end of this stream. That's before we go to members. That way, I can take more people with us. Kyle just gave Ravenwolf, Clay Rotoderp, Valkyrie, and Classic Xander, and Sane. I recognize all those names. We're pulling people back in that were members previously. They can be a part of the member stream that we'll be going to later today. I gift the members at the end of the stream. It gives you a reason to stick around. Um, Fellow says, The person who led the development of the PS5 did emphasize the fact that they spoke to developers and they asked what they needed to make their job easier. They prioritized the developers' wishes. That's a big deal, guys. That's a big deal. apologize for the confusion just agree with your pov no i appreciate you agreeing with me i wasn't sure what you were saying i've like i said i've never seen anybody say that before so i wasn't sure what was going on i was like why are you saying keywords like people dismiss the crap as marketing but the devs were praising it i apologize for the oh, i already read that sorry the Series X has that stuff also. The issue is that the Series S, and mostly likely the larger factor, is Sony paying to not have it on Xbox, but saying that Final Fantasy, but saying that Final Fantasy is a PlayStation exclusive. Looks like you can't get gifted on your mobile. If you have yourself toggled to allow gifts, you should. We have a command. You should be able to click that link and allow gifts. Even if you're on mobile, you should be able to toggle it. Speaking of Square Enix, did you see how they just shuttered Luminous? Developers of PlayStation Time Exclusive is forespoken because of the poor sales. Good news. They gave the developers jobs at Square Enix. Yeah, Square Enix is absorbing them. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, listen. Forspoken was a Time Exclusive for Sony and I was incredibly hard on that game. I was incredibly critical of that game and I told everybody that game was going to flop. I did. I didn't give that game special treatment. I didn't look the other way because it was associated with PlayStation and the Sony platform. I was very critical of that game from moment one, and I told people it was going to flop. I said, oh, this game game reeks of flop. It it just reeks of flop. The dialogue, the the, the, the voice acting, this thing's going to fall flat on its face. Now, it's not a PlayStation first party, but it's a time exclusive, and it reflected poorly on PlayStation. It did. I said this game's going to reflect poorly on PlayStation. A Ula Tech gifted another member, and it goes to Blue Streak. It goes to Blue Streak, taking us to 37 members on the day. Thank you, Ula Tech. The PS5 and the X are comparable in raw power, but the APIs are different. Their dev tools are different, and the PS5 uses a custom data controller. Can't measure teraflops, but I can measure quality. So that's another reason. Okay, we're getting stuck on this one. That's fine. That's my fourth reason for I want to jump in on this game day one is the PS5 Magic Wand. You know, this is Hogwarts DLC. That's right. They were already part of Square Enix. They're just being folded back in. Right. Hey, Blue Street, congratulations on the brand new membership. Guys, make sure and stick around. You might get a gifted membership when the, when we end this stream. We'll be ending the stream probably in about an hour, and that gives you plenty of time to watch, hang out, smash like, uh, do all the things. And that way, you can be a part of our members only stream when we go to it. Uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, we'll be doing that later today. Uh, that's an opportunity to continue to hang out with me. 
uh, and keep watching and having a good time. We already did a stream today on uh, the Elden Ring DLC, and that was really, really fun. Uh, that was really, really fun. So make sure and check that out if you want to check out the uh, the past broadcast. Uh, we had a really, really good time with that. Save this. That thing already... Uh, that thing already got processed. Already got processed. It should do. Uh, I should do well as a vod. I thought. I think that was a, that was a good stream. That was a good show open. Good stream and a good show open. Uh. Does Lono play MMOs? And if so, uh, or not, what do you think of Final Fantasy? Oh no, I've not played Final Fantasy fourteen. I've had a lot of people wanted me to. Destiny says, is my comment showing up? Yes, Destiny Lord, your comment showing up. What's your opinion on Sonic Frontier? It had a very interesting marketing. Uh, I'm a Sonic fan that watched this channel during its pre-release, and it's nice uh, it got to get non-fan perspectives. I thought Sonic Frontiers looked really, really bad, right? I thought it looked bad. I don't think they marketed the game well at all. I don't think they marketed the game well at all, but I think it fared really well, did it not? I don't think it did amazing uh, commercially, but I think it fared well with reviews. I think people liked it, didn't they? Yeah, it got an 8.2 Metacritic on PS5, an 8.6 on PC, from the users, not the critics, an 8.3 on the Switch, and then an 8.3 on the Xbox. That's way better than I expected. It basically got an 8 out of 10 across the board from the community. I would say that's a good game. I don't even need to play it. I would say that's a good game. That's a lot of people giving it basically an 8. Now, the critics were harsh on it. It didn't do as well with the critics. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. What was the last Final Fantasy game you played? I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I did not like it that much. I loved the opening intro, and I loved the combat. But then I got to town, and I didn't feel like there was enough of the combat. I was constantly talking to... You know, obviously the women are beautiful, and I know that that's a whole element of that art style. It's like everyone's buxom and uh, <laughs> and bouncing in front of me, uh, and everything feels very like innuendo charged. But I didn't like the flow of the game. I was constantly having to go back to town and talk to somebody, and then like go do a really short thing and then come back to town. I just wanted what the f- beginning of the game felt like. The beginning of the game felt amazing. High action, moment-to-moment movement, combat, you know, something happening. And then we got to that town, and the whole game slowed down. And I was like, no. And people were like, well, this is Final Fantasy. And I was like, yep, that's why I don't play Final Fantasy games, you know? As a non-Final Fantasy fan, I think Final Fantasy 16 is a day-one scoop-up for me. It looks amazing. Have the developers mentioned anything about if it can turn into QTE stuff? Okay, I've been told from the one outlet they were talking about the boss fights, and it does sound like some of them end in a QTE, but it's it's fluid moment-to-moment combat leading up to that, right? During investor Q&A with Sega, the company revealed that Sonic Frontiers had managed to exceed its forecasted sales expectations. Sega reveals the recent success of Sonic Frontier saying that it greatly exceeded its forecast expectations. Well, I don't... Does that mean it was commercially successful? 
because I don't know if their expectations were that high. It wasn't being received very well from the marketing. This boss fight looks really bad at the moment. Well, it's just a cinematic. This is a transition. The next part is the fight. This is the in-between. So he fought one, stabbed him in the eye, and now he's changing into Ifrit, and he's becoming an icon to fight to fight uh, Garuda. Sonic Frontiers is getting a second game. Well, if it's getting a second game, then they were commercially successful. I mean, I, like I said, it looked to me like it fared better than I expected. I did not expect it to do very well. I was hard on Sonic Frontiers. I thought it looked bad. I don't want to get bogged down with constant QTE. This right here is a boss fight put on display. He got so far in the fight, he kind of quote-unquote won, and this is basically phase two. Phase two is, now I'm a big monster, you're a big monster, let's have a... It's basically like a kaiju fight. And look, their, their health bars are at the top, kind of like a fighting game a little bit, but you're still, you know, you're still dealing with you know, movement, attacks, very cinematically driven. This One of the things I continue to want to talk about is how graphically strong this is. Like, it just looks absolutely phenomenal. I think this looks so bad. Step left, step right. I think this looks amazing. This is a big change from, listen, this is a big change from what he was doing just a few minutes ago. What he was doing a few minutes ago was the classic JRPG Slash, 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 numbers, 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 combo, 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 jump, jump, dodge, 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 like, it's, this is a, this is a big shift from that, I think that's cool to have two sort of different thematic, and that, that, this is, this is reminding me of teeny bit of, like, some of the stuff in Returnal, you know, now, obviously not the speed and fluidity, but massive amounts of, like, lights and particle effects and things coming at you, graphics look good, gameplay-wise, it's boring, I think this looks awesome. This is the way. This combat's about epicness. Yeah, I think this is cinematically fantastic. Now, n- maybe experientially, it's a little, it's a little um, rhythmic and slow and predictable. But I, th- this is this might be like what one of the first fights. Who knows how crazy it gets? You know what I mean? It's like that first fight with Balder in God of War. You know, twenty eighteen. It was a little repetitious. It's a little punchy punch, but. Man, oh man, does it get cool after. Like, you got other fights later that are just a phenomenal in God of War 2018. This looks incredible. Y'all are so effing jaded. Absolute L take. Yeah, I think this looks fantastic. You have to realize this part of the fight is the cinematic spectacle part of the battle after you succeed at the normal action part of the game. Right, I was trying to communicate that. Like, this is like a gear shift. It's like, instead of like, swing, 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 dodge, 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 like, JRPG, numbers, numbers, numbers. It's not, now it's like, big cinematic kaiju fight. Considering we're at the point where games are starting to look just as if not better than pre-rendered cinematics, do you think game companies are going to ditch cinematics now? I don't know if they're going to ditch them. Right? I actually think the opposite. I think they might do more of them. If the engines and the games and the worlds and the combat become indistinguishable from cinematics, that's reason to do more. It's probably easier to do more. So you can have big story-focused moments, big cinematic epic moments. Like what he just did there. He just threw him into a rock. 
Yeah, I think it might be easier for them to make cinematics. So if that's the case, we might see an abundance of them. Yeah, not ditch them, but maybe more one-shot games like God of War. Not a bad prediction. Not a bad prediction at all. Just saying for me, if given the option, I would just click skip this sort of fighting in an action game. Oh my gosh. I don't think you can say that off of one fight. I don't think you can. I think these. I think this is like, they're easing you into this. Yo, Ula Tech, he's like, listen, I will do a member train all by myself if I have to. This guy being so generous one at a time. Somebody help this man out with his member train. Hop on here. Rodrigo Valencia gets himself a membership from Ula Tech. Thank you so much, Ula Tech. This is, however, only the combat side of the game. Yeah, it's not like this the whole time. This is what happens in the boss fights when you turn... Oh, you just lost a freaking arm. Oh my gosh. Oh my. This is not a good situation. This is bad. Oof. Oh, that hurts. I don't even know my middle name anymore at this point. I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you. People judging something... Uh, People harshly judging something before it's out sounds normal. I don't know if he's harshly judging it. I think he's saying he doesn't like this type of combat. I could see somebody looking at this and saying it is glorified, a glorified QTE. It is very cinematically driven. It is very, it is very uh, readable and slow, but I think it looks absolutely incredible. I want to do this. (laughs) I want to play this. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We're having... An insane viewership jump. I don't think it's real. No, we had a big spike. Yeah, we had a frame. We had a frame spike. I was like, "There's no way we just got an extra hundred viewers." If for some reason this is a viewership spike, it's genuine, and I'm suddenly somewhere on the what, the YouTube website, and you clicked on this video, welcome in, hit like, hit subscribe, join the conversation. I've been walking through all the reasons why I'm as a non Final Fantasy fan. I'm gonna be playing the game day one. No, yeah, that wasn't a real that wasn't a real viewership spike. I was like, there's no way that never happens. I was like, the, the, the platform's been a little weird lately, but there's no way we just got 100 people out of, out of, in the blink of an eye. I think the biggest problem with Frontiers looked like 10 years behind other 2022 games, like the graphics. Yeah, but the reason it was probably commercially successful and received well by consumers is they just didn't care about any of that. They just wanted a fun Sonic game. You know what I mean? This looks like one of those games that the graphics make me feel like I'm actually on a next-gen system. Yeah, we were just reading through one of the reasons why I'm excited about this game, and I said, you know, the PS5 ma- magic wand. I feel like we're, we're going to get a truly next-gen experience in this game, and I think, we're, I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing the, you know, the, the full power of what, you know, the PS5 could potentially do. Um, you know, the... The fact that they're they're giving you, you know, uh, and, and here, this is going to be a very, very different fight, right? This is going to be a very, very different fight. We saw this fight on somebody else's video. Um, so this isn't going to be like the big, the big cinematic, like kaiju style fight. Whoops. Okay. Hey, Quintar coming in. He's like, look, guys, let's keep that membership going. 50, I'm sorry, 43 on the day, a five gifted bomb. My kind of thing, jumping back in as a member plus. Thank you so much, my kind of thing. Daxter, Gabriel, J Twigs, CM Bradford, and Kevin Nunley. You guys all got gifted members. 
We're now seven away from another milestone of member me gifting members to you guys. Thank you so much. I just need to turn the damage numbers off. Oh, I bet you could do that in the UI. I bet you could do that in the UI. Wouldn't surprise me at all if you could do that. Horizon Forbidden West wasn't the ceiling for the PS5. I never said it was the ceiling. I know you're trying to intimate that, but I never said it was a ceiling. I was very careful in all of my predictions. I said that Horizon Forbidden West was close to the ceiling. And my point was, numerous times in those debates, that you're not going to be able to point to games on the PS5 that are going to be vastly superior to Horizon Forbidden West. You're not going to be able to. If you look at this game, and you look at the lighting effects and the character design and the world and the graphics, and you compare it to Horizon Forbidden West, you could say... There are elements of it that look prettier. There are elements of it that look more impressive. But it's marginal. You wouldn't say, oh man, this is totally leaving Horizon Forbidden West in the dust. I don't think you'd be able to say that. Character design, detail of their faces, details of the world, right? I don't think you could say that this is light years ahead of Forbidden West. I think you could say there are things about it that are better, but I think you could also say there are things about it that aren't better. People think this looks better than Forbidden West. He said he thought we were approaching the ceiling. Still think he's crazy, but that's a different convo. I mean, I think this game is 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 the, is showing us where the ceiling is. Like, I think this game's kind of at the ceiling, personally. I still haven't gotten Horizon. I'm kind of a bit burned out from too much dialogue and explanations. I love the first one, but I'm on the fence about Forbidden West. If you don't want dialogue and and explanations, I would wait on Forbidden West. I think that's one of the best things about it is all of the side dialogue and all of the lore and the the, the characters. I would wait so that you can dive in and enjoy that. Don't play it if you're going to skip through all that stuff. Yeah, it's free on Plus. I'd get it installed on Plus and then just wait. Wait until you're in the mood for a deep dive. I think this is a different art style, but I don't think this is better than Forbidden West. It's definitely a different art style. It is, but I think cinematically, the combat, the lighting effects, the fluidity, the action, uh, and particle effects, I think this is superior to Forbidden West in that realm. I'm asking because they're referring to PS5's true power, unless it's way more deep than just visuals. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for me, if this is really showing the true power of the PS5, I think it's proving my prediction right. The side quests on Forbidden West are really well-crafted, very underrated. Yeah, like, you want to be able to take your time with a game like Forbidden West and talk to the people and listen to the audio and the backstory and stuff. There's some really, really cool things in Forbidden West. I think if this game is showing the true power of the PS5, Right? From what I've seen so far, it proves my prediction correct that Forbidden West and Ragnarok were close to the ceiling. And if this game is going to the ceiling, then I feel very strong in my prediction. I feel very good about what I predicted. I do. I do. Like, I don't think you're going to turn around in two or three years and be like, yeah, man, this game blows Final Fantasy 16 out of the water. I think you'll say, yep, Final Fantasy 16 set the bar. 
and these games are these other games are hitting it or coming close to it or whatever in my opinion art style is far more important than making a game look good uh, than its graphical fidelity Elden Ring for example has abysmal graphics for a 2022 game but its art style is perfect well and they got awards for their art style their art and their art direction well no it was direction not art direction Playing Horizon Forbidden West was like binging a TV show, new story every night. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Like, I wish I could have taken my time with it, but we were once again in a terrible situation where I kind of had to rush because Elden Ring was coming out. Hard disagree on the ceiling talk? I What what do you think's going to happen then? What do you think's going to happen that's going to help them blow through the ceiling? I'm talking PS5. Not mid-gen upgrade. You can't. Don't start running to a PS5 Pro. That's not what we've been talking about. That's never been part of my prediction. This will be your first Final Fantasy ever played? No, I played the original Final Fantasy VII way back in the day. I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played Final Fantasy XV. Uh, I didn't beat any of those games, but I played them. I played them. Load times... Frame rate, resolution, heat management. Yeah, but none of those are what I'm talking about. In the debate of ceiling, I always talked about graphical fidelity. I never said, oh yeah, we might not get slightly better performance. Like, sure, they might get better with, you know, uh, giving you giving you a solid frame rate and load times and, and resolution and stuff like that. Maybe they get better about squeezing a little bit more out. But like, I don't, I, with respect to graphical fidelity, I believe we are very close to the ceiling. And if Final Fantasy 16 is throwing, showing us, like, the true, the true source and the true, I'm sorry, the true power of the PS5, then I feel very good in my prediction. Considering Spider-Man is one of their top grossing products, they will dump money into Spider-Man 2, knowing anything Peter Parter makes, makes double. We gotta see what Rockstar and Naughty Dog are gonna do before we call that. Sure. Let's remember also, though, that Horizon Forbidden West and God of War were made for the PS4, whereas Final Fantasy 16 is only PS5. Yes, and Daddio, do you see anything in this game that makes you feel like my prediction's completely out of line? Do you, do you think this game is blowing Forbidden West and Ragnarok out of the water? I don't see... I, no, I don't see anything that says that. I think there are elements of this game that are visually stronger, cinematically stronger. There's, I think there's a higher level of fluidity and graphical intensity, but I don't see anything that you would say, oh yeah, this is blowing Forbidden West out of the water. It, there's, it's marginally better. I think the ceiling is when you zoom into a character's face and can't tell if it's real or not. Same as the environments. And when I mean you can't tell, I mean you really can't tell. You like Doc's latest video? Which one did he up? What did he upload now? That's my argument. Better power is multifaceted question. What power are we increasing? Graphics or load times or accessibility? But you're changing the point. If you want to disagree with me, then disagree with me. But you're changing the point. I'm telling you that we are close to the graphical fidelity of these consoles already. And if you're like, but we're going to get better load times. We're going to get better versions of power in future titles. That's fine. You're not disagreeing with what I'm saying. You're changing the subject. Like, I'm talking about graphical fidelity. You're talking about load times and better FPS. I'm not, I've, I've never made predictions about those things. 
I don't think we can make predictions about those things. Why? Because tech companies love to push the envelope. They will gobble up your precious frame rates that you want. They will gobble up your 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 resolution and give you dynamic instead. They'll gobble all that stuff up in the name of advancing tech. They do it all the time. So even the prediction that like you're going to get way better performance, I don't think you're going to. I've said it many times, and I will say it again. 14460 and 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 an upscaled 4K30, I think those are the two most common modes you see on the PlayStation 5 going forward. I I don't think you're going to see a, a a giant difference between those things. I don't think you're going to fast forward in 3 years and be like, "No, nah, man, no, nah, dude, 4K60 is the standard." No, I think the standard modes you're going to choose from for the duration of the life cycle of these consoles is 144060, 4K30. And that's not true 4K, that's upscaled 4K. And 1440, a lot of the times, is going to be dynamic. That's what you're going to get. I think we'll see increase in texture quality, lighting, ETC in the next few years. That'll be markedly better than Forbidden West. I I don't think so. Yo, thank you so much, Fat Steven Seagal, for the raid. Everybody coming in with the Fat Raid. Texture quality is better than resolution? Yeah, maybe. All hail Fat Steven, that's right. This comparison probably isn't fair, but Forbidden West in-game looks better than the Sonic Frontier's pre-rendered marketing cinematics. I'm comparing them because they both have force. Yeah, but that's an art style thing. I don't think that's a fair comparison. I I don't think that's a fair comparison at all. I I don't think you can do that. I think that's a, that's 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 a that's a weird one in my in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that you're doing anything wrong, but I I don't think that that's a fair comparison at all. Maybe if they pull a technological backflip for a PS5 Pro, but base consoles, nope. Yeah, I don't think... Thank you guys so much for coming over with the Fat Raid. If you're coming over with the Fat Raid, do me a favor. Smash the like button. Help us hit 300 likes. You might be able to turn this stream for us. We might get thrown thrown up into the stratosphere on YouTube. We're having a good stream already. Keep it coming. Keep the chat moving and humming. I'm walking through the top six reasons that I'm going to be jumping into Final Fantasy 16 day one as a non-Final Fantasy fan. And one of the things we've been talking about is, you know, we're on we're on point number four, I think, harnessing the true power of the PS5. Is is uh, what we're talking about? No, not the Steven Seagal. No, I think we'll get better graphical detail. Only reason is the PS5 has the power to run No Man's Sky two times. So it can run the screen and the PSVR 2 at the same time. That's a lot of power to be doing that. Mm, yeah, yeah. But if you look at the texture quality and the and the resolution quality when you play No Man's Sky on VR, it's it's all it's noticeably lowered a lot of that stuff. I think the DLC will be markedly better, just like Frozen Wilds was. Yeah, but I just I feel like people are disagreeing with my premise and they're doing it in another they're doing it in another uh, like another arena they're doing it in another arena I'm saying we're close to the ceiling of graphical fidelity I believe late gen PS5 you'll see marginal differences in graphical fidelity improvement I do believe there will be improvements but they're not going to be a giant uptick it'll be marginal it will be and you guys are like, we're going to get better textures. We're going to get 
better load times. And I'm like, yeah, but are th- those those aren't necessarily disagreeing with what I'm saying. 23 months from my man Ganks. One more month from two years of YouTube support, my man. Been supporting since the summer of 2016. Keep going, brother. Thank you, Ganks. I appreciate that. That's a long time. That's a faithful homie. How close do we figure we are? I figure if if you want to picture in your head the full power, the full graphical fidelity being tapped into, I think we're at like an 8 right now. I think Forbidden West and Ragnarok are at like an 8. I think we can squeeze two more points out of the games. That's where we disagree. I don't think marginal. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't think they can squeeze enough out of these games. I just don't think they can. I think... I, I don't know. There'll have to be some kind of a techn- an unforeseen technological breakthrough. I think I think there are, I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to rely on some unforeseen technological breakthrough to falsify my my prediction. I don't think I don't think because even some of the games that we're referencing right now they struggle to maintain performance because they're squeezing so much out of the console already. Like Forbidden West and Ragnarok, like Forbidden West especially in the open world areas, like it it it's it's sometimes, right? You get little frame drops. Like it's I it's doing the it's doing everything it can. This already looks perfect and bo- and borderline photo real. I'd honestly be content if we never get a new console again. <laughs> you say that. Uncharted 4 and The Last of Us 2 were big leaps compared to other games at the end of the life cycle. Yes, but somebody made a good point the other day in regard to this, Russell. They weren't necessarily sure how to get over the constraints of the previous generation. The current constraints of this generation are well understood. There's not gonna be some breakthrough. Now, there could be but currently, game devs are targeting what this game looks like. Game devs are targeting what Forbidden West and Ragnarok look like. That's what they're targeting. Because they already understand the constraints of this system. No one's looking at the PS5 and being like, we don't even fully understand this system yet. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. It's... They're, they're, they're not mystified right now by the PS5 thinking, yeah, one day we'll fully understand these systems and we'll really be able to we'll really be able to do some cool stuff. It's like they already fully understand these systems. Leap into action. Oh, is Leap coming to consoles now? It would be at a game engine level for there to be a massive breakthrough. That's what I was just getting ready to kind of say when I said a technological breakthrough. That's what I was thinking. Like, somebody's engine, whether it's Insomniac with their engine wizardry, because they pull off insanity, right? Or the engine that they use for Forbidden West and Death Stranding. Like, they'd have to make a technological breakthrough at an engine level, because they already fully understand the constraints of these systems. It's not a mystery to them. They're not like, yeah, I don't know, man. We haven't really tapped into the power of these systems yet. I don't think so. Domniac did state they were just tapping into the possibilities. All right, we'll see. Sounds like temporary complacency if folks are saying that. There's always been a bit of graphic, uh, been a bit of graphics. Can't get better than this, and then we get a creative problem solver. Big technological breakthroughs are not that uncommon. Think about what my prediction is based on, though. Think about what it's based on, Doom. 
a lot of the games that you guys are hoping prove me wrong, they're already in development. They're already in development. So when are you going to prove me wrong? We're two years in, okay? So in three years, when a bunch of the games that are in development right now drop, 2026 in four years, 2027, a lot of these games are already in development. Have we heard about any breakthroughs? Have we seen anything? Final Fantasy 16, they're saying the, the only reason this game got out the door is because of the power of the PlayStation 5 and the memory and the transfer speed and the SSD. And Yoshi P says it's going to show the true power of the console. I'm not seeing anything in this that, that, that blows Forbidden West out of the water. I'm not. When's it going to happen? Now, according to Insider Gamer, Insider, Inside, uh, Inside Gaming, Insider Gaming, they've heard more about a PlayStation 6 than a PlayStation mid-gen upgrade. Like a PlayStation 5 Pro, they've heard virtually nothing about. They've heard, they've heard more about uh, the PlayStation 6. If we get cloud assistance with graphics, that'll be a solution. Maybe, maybe, but you you know as well as I do, Russell, cloud is bottlenecked by outdated infrastructure across the globe. So no, that do, that doesn't necessarily solve any problems. We, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty presumptive. That's pretty presumptive to think, oh, they're going to come up with cloud solutions. Or cloud cloud is dealing with an an outdated infrastructure bottleneck right now. By the way, guys, right now you can get all three flavors of our coffee for forty five bucks. March Madness sale going on this month. Help us get rid of the old bags. Help us get rid of the Frickmas, right? Work through our old inventory. Do the triple threat. You get to save money. You get to try all three coffee blends, and you get to help us move through our inventory. We're wanting to get all all, all to the all-new bags. It's going to take a PlayStation Studio to show the difference. If there's anybody that has the power to prove me wrong, definitively, like, you will get an I was wrong video from Lono, i tell you who it is. I'll give you a guess. Who do you think, out of all the PlayStation devs that you think could prompt a I was wrong video from Lono, which developer do you think could do it? I only think there's one. I don't think the others could do it. I don't have the comp. I think they're amazing, and I, I think that they're good. But there's only one developer that I think could prompt an I was wrong video from me. Only one. Naughty Dog? No. Santa Monica? No. No. Mm-mm. Not them. Not them. I don't know. mm I'll give Naughty Dog an honorable mention. Naughty Dog could prompt an I was wrong video. Yeah, Insomniac. Yeah, Broken got it in the Discord. I, I think Insomniac are wizards. I, I don't, they're, they're proprietary engine. I don't know what the frick they do. I don't know how they do it. But I think Insomniac is the one developer from Sony that could prompt an I was wrong video. Like, I was wrong. I told you guys there wouldn't be big jumps. And oh my gosh, this game is mind-blowing. This game is This game is otherworldly. I'll give Naughty Dog an honorable mention, but I don't know what they. Here's why I think Naughty Dog won't be the ones to do it. I don't think Naughty Dog is going to be the one to do it. Let me explain why. Their game types that they try to do, the photorealistic, the real people, the dramatic, narrative driven, and all that, I think that's more difficult to show the jumps because you're dealing with like, like you want the people to real. Like, go play The Last of Us Part One remake. And then you'll see what I mean. Like, you can't jump 
you can't jump much higher than that, I don't think. In this current generation, I, I, I just don't think so. Like, the, those Last of Us 2 looks amazing. Last of Us Part 1 remake looks amazing. But when you put yourself in that world, I think it's harder to jump up leaps and bounds in graphical fidelity. I think they're already at a disadvantage because of their game types. Does that make sense? Insomniac are wizards. I do, their proprietary engine is bonkers. The stuff they pulled off with some of the updates just to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I think that co- that game does not get nearly enough attention from people with respect to... It gets, it gets blown off as, it's just like the old games, says somebody who hasn't played it. It's just a movie game, says somebody who hasn't played it. You know, ask them where their Xbox tattoo is when they talk like that about Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank... Is, bought, is the, the things they did with that game, they went back and added insane, insane updates to that game. PS5 has a static limit on texture fill rate, pixel fill rate, triangle rasterization. You can't overcome hardware limits. That's what I'm talking about, Paul. It would have to be engine-level wizardry. It would have to be engine-level wizardry. And the one developer that I trust to do that and to make me make a video saying I was wrong, it's Insomniac. Because I, I don't know what they do, and I don't know how they do it. They're amazing at what they do. There's an article that said people were saying SM2 are amazed at how good it looks from the other two games. Well, here's the thing, Super Gaming. I think sometimes people forget that... Go back and play those old games. Like, just Jedi Fallen Order to Jedi Survivor. I truly think people forget how far game quality has come. I was ranting about this the other day when I was talking about Kill the Justice League. I was like, you this, you guys are so jaded. Go back and look at old games. These games look phenomenal. And when I saw a side-by-side of, like, Jedi Fallen Order to Jedi Survivor, I was like, holy cow, the graphics have really jumped up. So it doesn't surprise me that people are looking at Spider-Man 2 and being like, oh man, what a big jump from the last games. Yeah, like, go back and play them. They're beautiful. But if you really look at them with a fine, like a fine-tooth comb, they're, they're, older, they're older games. The character faces and, and the animations and stuff, yeah, they're older games. They look amazing, but they're old. You know? They're, they're, uh, they're older games. So, it doesn't surprise me that somebody's sitting down and like, Spider-Man 2's blowing the old games out of the water. Well, it better. <laughs> it better. Those were, like, if Goza Tsushima gets a sequel, I, I hope to hear that too. I hope to hear that it's a big jump up from, from the first game. You really think graphics have jumped from Arkham Knight uh, to kill the Justice League other than character models and animations? Well... Here's the problem, Doom. Arkham Knight was graphically strong, but performance-wise, it's a, it's it's a slog. It's an older game, so it's like 30 FPS bleh, everywhere. They never even updated it on. If you go and play through like backwards compatibility, yeah, you could probably. Can you play that on PC and un, and uncap the frames? You might be able to do that. I actually think if you look at the fluidity and the speed and the combat in Kill the Justice League, yes, it's an uptick from what we got in Arkham Knight. Now, the difficulty there is Arkham Knight was cinematically driven in the combat. The combat has aged incredibly well. If you go back and play Arkham Knight right now, the combat has aged phenomenally. It's great. It's wonderful. It's punchy. It's crunchy. It's satisfying, right? As far as character design goes, I actually think Arkham Knight was a little ahead of its time, but if you look at the character design of 
Harley Quinn for an example. I think Harley Quinn looks and 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 Wonder Woman, I think they look amazing. I think we're jaded. I really truly do. Like if you look at Jedi Fallen Order the Jedi Survivor, I was like blown away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, his hair, his face, his skin, it all looks so good." Oh, it looks it looks it looks fantastic. Wolverine is the final push on PS5. Yeah, I mean, Insomniac might pull something off with 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 Wolverine that makes me say I was wrong. If there's one developer from Sony that will make me admit I was wrong, I bet it, it's Insomniac. If if it's, if they don't do it, then I'll be perfectly happy to be like I was right. I told you guys that we were near the graphical ceiling of fidelity with those with Forbidden West, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, and God of War. Like those games were very close to the ceiling. I think we have more room to grow, but I don't think we're going to see it in just stark, clear proof. I think it'll be in marginal little ways. Harley and Kill the Justice League almost looks real. Well, her face? Yeah, her face looks great. Like, I, like again, I don't know what people are talking about. I'm like, I, I, again, I think we're jaded. Truly do it. Pull up and do side-by-sides of, of Harley Quinn... Of Harley Quinn in uh, in Arkham Knight, do it. Pull open her face. Look at look at the images. Look at the animations. Do it. She she in game looked good. She did. She looked good. But I'm telling you, if you compare in engine her moving around and talking in 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 Arkham Knight, and you compare it to to, to Harley Quinn now, there is clearly an uptick in quality. There's an uptick in quality. Now, is it is it huge? No, I think they had great character design back then. They did a good job. I can't find any great screenshots of her. You know, everybody, everybody wants to look at her booty. Uh, I can't find a great screenshot of her because everybody's focused on the new game. Everybody's focused on the stupid Gotham Knights game. No, I've not seen Avatar 2 yet, no. Watch Matrix Awakenings. Unreal 5 will boost graphics leaps with Nanite. I don't think anything about Matrix Awakenings proves that. I think Matrix Awakenings shows the, the size and scope and, and, the, and the incredible reach of what games will be able to do. But I, I don't think that that game is proving that axiom at all. Ryzen has a promo. Subscribers can get an Xbox Series S for 150 Jeepers. Okay, here, 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 here's one, here's one, hang on. I can't get any good in-game shots of her. I'm so surprised about that. I really, really can't. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at this. It's like, I wish, I wish I could get a full, like, hang on, let me change the cap card. Like, I wish I could get a, like, a really, really good picture of that. Because I'm telling you, if you compare that to Harley Quinn in the Kill the Justice League trailer, come on. There's a huge uptick in quality with eyes and their and their facial animations and their skin and how they look more they look far more real now. Now I'm not trying to cherry pick a bad screenshot. I legitimately am having a hard time finding good screenshots of her. It's really hard to find good screenshots of her. But come on. That looked great back then. It looked really, really good. And then you look at everything now. You look at how she looks now in the trailers, and it's like, oh, doesn't look that good. Like, what? What are you talking about? 
I'm 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 genuinely not trying to cherry pick a bad a bad picture. I ca- I cannot find a good one. I mean, yeah, this one's kind of helpful because this is this just this is literally just the character model that somebody used for a thumbnail. <clears throat> but again, if you look at the face, if you look at the eyes, if you look at the skin texture, right? Obviously, they're trying to make her look like, you know, super whatever. Come on. Arkham Knight has aged incredibly well. But if you're going to come at me and you're going to try and claim that Harley in the new game doesn't look as good as she looked in Arkham Knight, I think you're freaking dreaming. I really do. I think the character designs have increased significantly, and I think people are jaded. I think people are jaded. You tr- truly do some side-by-sides. Grab the character models, grab the combat, grab the movement and fluidity of Arkham Knight, and really do a comparison to kill the Justice League, and I don't think you'll come to the conclusions that people are coming. I think people are being incredibly harsh with that game because of two reasons. Gotham Knights and its live service. Gotham Knights and its live service. That's why. It looks great. Voice acting is top tier. Traversal looks fun, but I don't blame anyone for having red flags or being skeptical. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think people are being overly harsh on Kill the Justice League because of Gotham Knights, because that was a freaking garbage fire, and number two, live service. That, that That's a death sentence right there. People are not giving that game the time of day. When has King Shark ever used a gun? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get down into that debate. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about graphical fidelity, like within the confines of Final Fantasy 16, tapping into the full power of the PlayStation 5. Like, we're, I know we're off on a side issue. That's fine. We're, 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 we're close to the end of the stream here. I'm going to be able to gift, if you guys give me seven more members, I will gift 10. I will owe you 10 members if we can get seven more. And then I'm going to go hang out with members in a members only stream. I think people are fair to be skeptical because it seems like a shooter and it was promoted as a shooter in its press release in 2020. People don't read or they don't listen. I went and read the press release action adventure shooter where you can play with up to four people co-op. That was literally in the press release August of 2020. People don't read. People don't listen. They hear what they want to hear. I've been doing this long enough to know that. Yo, Lone Wolf's going to get us really close. He gives us five. That takes us to 48. Let's go. Let's keep it going. It goes to Zeuth, Option, Joel Kirkwood, Levi, and Uninformed Gamer. Welcome back in, boys. Game looks fun, but it doesn't seem like a superhero game. I mean, I'll grant that, I guess. But I think they wanted to avoid the superhero game trope. I think they wanted to do something different. They're like, villains would use guns. You know? They're the S-Squad. They're not, you know, they're not they're not punchy-punch superheroes. You know? If it was just another, I'm telling you, if it was just another punchy-punch game, people would have been like, looks like, looks like Gotham Knights. Looks like, looks like, uh, looks like Batman where you just, you play as the bad guys. I've played that game before. I don't, I, I honestly think they're, they, you know what they're experiencing? I just think they're experiencing like the valley of superhero fatigue. 
they're in the valley of superhero fatigue because if they just would have done a four player you know game or you know you can play single player where you're just punchy punch melee based people have been like i played this game before it's kind of similar to gotham knights arkham knights kind of similar to uh, avengers yeah they, they, they go the shooter route and everyone's like this is stupid you're, you're, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't not only the live service which concerns me but the gameplay has no oomph I don't know how to really express myself here but it looks boring unless playing with friends I I just kept saying this during the one the, the one live show I just kept saying my expectations were met because they described an action adventure shooter and that's what we got we got an action adventure shooter with up to four people playing with each other. That's what I expected. I expected a fun, not super serious throwaway game. I expected a summer blockbuster. You know what I mean? When certain certain movie trailers hit, I don't expect an Oscar-worthy performance. I expect silly humor and explosions. You think the game has been a new IP instead? It would have been more well-received? I don't know. Releasing a week before Diablo 4 is a good idea. I mean, Vig, I think it's a challenge either way. I think no matter what you do, no matter what you do, when a big game drops like that, you either try to wait and wait, 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 let it get its, let it get its, you know, its jollies off, or you got to launch before. And if you launch before, I mean, what are you going to do? Oh, if we can't launch an entire month before, I guess we can't launch our game. Like, you can't basically avoid the entire thing. You can't can't just avoid the calendar entirely because a big game is coming out. We get two more, and I'll do this, and we'll go to members. Stick around. You might get a gifted member. We just need two more, and then I'll, I'll hop on whoever does it. We'll get, I'll gift my 10, and we'll take people over to a member stream. I knew a Final Fantasy. I knew. I knew it. I told, I told Creature. I said, I don't care how hot this is. I knew Final Fantasy would struggle. <laughs> it pulled exactly what it pulled two years ago. It pulled exactly what it pulled one year ago. We just don't have pull in this in that community. The community we've built also is the core audience. Yo, Abe's gonna do it. He's gonna push us to 49. Abe's gonna do it single-handedly. There it is. Alright, here we go. Here we go. That's two. Thank you, Abe. It goes to Austin Hansen and it goes to CMA. Stop nagging me now. That's the way. That's the way. That's the way. I can do an even 10 now and then we can get out of here. This might do well as a, as a as a past broadcast. I really think the show open was good. I think the I think the points I used were good, but I was just really concerned. I was like, I just don't think we're going to pull people in. I think people that like Final Fantasy, they have their people that they like to go to, and I just don't think our core audience wants to hear me talk about it. You know, I'm here. No, 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 no. You guys you guys are not understanding. You guys that show up every day are like, I'm here no matter what, and that's awesome. When I saw Final Fantasy 16 taking over the news cycle, I was nervous because the last couple times I've tried to talk about it, it it you know, it's been it's been it's been a bit of a struggle. It's like yeah, 
it's not really my world it's not really my game so yeah that's a great that's a great comparison photo there you go there goes my 10 snowy cecilia thunderstruck the italian rojo uh wolfie drift juice jc ginyu et pog colin smith digital comet I like covering games that I'm interested in. Like, I get kind of selfish. And Final Fantasy 16 was a bit of a selfish game. I was like, I, I really want to play this. I'm really excited about it. But it's also one of those things where if you're not regularly in that world and covering it, people can kind of look at you sideways. They're like, yeah, you're only covering this because it's hyped right now. It's like, no, I've been excited about this since the first trailer I saw. You know what I'm saying? What day of the week is it, by the way? Wednesday. Wednesday. Like, I feel like we had a fantastic discussion. You guys were amazing, but I'm looking on the back end, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I, I, I was kind of worried. I was like, I, I'm i not known for Final Fantasy. I think people do that. I think they look at someone like me and like, that guy doesn't know anything about Final Fantasy. He's not a Final Fantasy guy. You know what I'm saying? I think that happens. I think I think people have like a stigma because if you love Final Fantasy, you're not going to want to come listen to me. You're like, forget this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that guy doesn't know anything. And you would be right. You'd be right. I actually don't know anything about Final Fantasy. You know? I wish I did. I feel like I missed out because I remember watching my brother play the very, very first Final Fantasy on Nintendo and I feel like I missed out because I, I was like, man, that seems like such a good game. But I just can't get into turn-based. I remember watching him do turn-based and thinking, I, I was like, yeah, I just it looks like such a good game. It looks like he, because yeah, I remember he played it every day for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. I was like, man, what a great game. But I just could not get into turn-based. just could never do it, you know? Preacher says it'll win this fight. Yeah, we redirected though. I don't trust those numbers. Ah, we redirected. <laughs> we redirected. Oh, that's the other game. That's the other that's the other video. I see what you're saying. Which ones have you played? I played Final Fantasy 7, the original, and then I played Final Fantasy 15, and then I played Final Fantasy 7 remake, and I didn't beat any of them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't beat any of them. I, I think people probably give me a pass on Final Fantasy 15, um, but on Final Fantasy 7 and the Final Fantasy 7 remake, I just think it was because they weren't. I just they, I just didn't like them. You know, shame, shame, shame. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me give you guys a link. Let me give you guys a link. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to members. If you just got a members uh, membership. We hit 50. Here, I'll roll that up to 50 so we can celebrate. Abe, Abe got us to 50, and that means you can come with us. I'm going to put a link in chat. Put a link in chat. If you guys don't want to ride the redirect, that uh, that link will take you there. Okay. Um, I don't know why I might have to refresh this it's not letting me go live what's it doing YouTube being weird give me a second chat oh there it goes there it goes it was being real weird on the back end alright let me set up redirect 
Thanks so much for clicking on this video. This is going to be a members-only stream that followed our talk show day where we did Elden Ring. We did Final Fantasy 16. Appreciate everybody that tuned in for those. If you missed them, go check out the past broadcast. Smash like, leave a comment. Always remember to leave those comments. We did hit 2,500 members. It doesn't. We are. I'm just going to call it now. We are not going to hit the 3,000 or the 3,500. The Just Dance streams just aren't going to happen. Uh, you'd have to hit that tomorrow on March the 2nd. So, But you will get your doubleheader horror weekend this weekend. So make sure if you're a member, you're in the Discord so you don't miss out on that. You did earn that when we unlocked that one. You also earned the Star Wars Watch Party. Let me end the previous stream and bring everybody over. Uh, we did. You did earn uh, the Star Wars.